serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that He gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to TJ, Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. And we are so excited to be back with you guys after our <clears throat> after our week vacation uh, or our week break last week. Uh, we had an excellent time. Um, so we appreciate you guys for letting us take that break. And we pray that during that time, you guys were still full of the word. You guys still experienced the presence of God like never before. You still had encounters with God. You still experienced adventures with God. Your relationship with God has grown all the more. And so we just give God the praise for that. And that's our prayer every single day. That's our prayer every single week. And we are and we pray that this ministry is just a little a little bit of a assistance in your walk with God to help you learn more about him, learn more about his kingdom so that you can live the life that God has called you to live. Amen. So let's go ahead real quick. Let's just give God a quick uh, 10 seconds or just thankful of praise and honor and thanksgiving to him because God has been so good. He's been so gracious. He's been so wonderful to every single one of us. I was messing with a friend earlier uh, that you shouldn't give preachers a week off because what ends up happening or give them any time off because what ends up happening is that they come back full and ready to go. It's almost like they're ready to explode. And that's how I pretty much feel right now because I'm ready to get this word out to you. I want you to enjoy this next series that we're getting ready to embark upon. Good evening, everybody that's coming in. I, I want y'all to really get in here with me uh, because there's some things we want to talk about and discuss in this series that are going to be absolutely phenomenal. I think it'll be a blessing to you. Uh, I think it'll be a blessing to your family. I think it'll be a blessing to your friends. So go ahead and invite some people. Go ahead and uh, tell your friends and family this is what's going on over here. We're talking about changing our perspective or some things that we may have gotten out of proper perspective with God so that we can see him properly, see his kingdom correctly so that we can live the way the word and God wants us to live. Amen. Uh, also, uh, as I go through our announcements, uh, talking about all the different things. The first thing that I want to get out of the way is that, man, while we were on our break, we passed our second year anniversary of ministry. Amen. We've been at this thing two years. We started in the pandemic and we're going on two years strong right now. And that's something that I didn't acknowledge before we left because it hadn't happened yet. But while we were gone, uh, we reached that two year, uh, that two year mark of ministry. So if y'all don't mind, give guys uh, some praise for that. Father, we thank you for two years and we thank you that this year will be our best year yet. Man, you know, it's been so many things that this ministry has been able to do. So many different things that the Lord has shared with me, that shared with you, that's been shared with you. That's been a blessing to your lives over these last two years. And so if that's just been a, a taste or a portion of what God is going to do, just imagine where he's going to take the ministry, the things that he's going to do through the ministry and also the things that he's going to do in your life. Because that's what's most important is you getting this word, you experiencing God so that you can have the best life that God called you to live. So, yes, we have reached that two year mark. And we're just so thankful to God for that, because uh, a lot of businesses uh, and, and I'm switch real quick to talk about the uh, 
switch real quick to talk about business. But in business, a lot of people quit after the first year. A lot of people can't hang in there after the first year. And so uh, it's just a blessing to even get past year one. And here we are in year two. So just imagine ministries and businesses and all these different things going on for 10, 15, 20 years, even longer than that, uh, to be sustained by God's power and be sustained by his love uh, is just a phenomenal thing to do. So I don't want to take that lightly. I don't want to not acknowledge that because it is absolutely a blessing. Uh, and even uh, with our podcast, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, people talk about success of podcasting or uh, getting messages out there. A lot of times they don't realize. And a lot of people say it's not even uh, it's not it's about how many times you do podcasts. It's about how many times y'all do the broadcast. It's the consistency about it. That's uh, that's powerful behind the things that we uh, share across this uh, platform. And so uh, for us to be doing this for uh, two years and not really pretty much taking a break, uh, we may have taken a break maybe three, maybe four times, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it's probably just. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe two, two or three times. Yeah. Maybe two or three times we're taking a break. So. Uh, we're still going at this strong, so we just give God praise for all of that. Amen. So again, thank you all so much for coming. I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way, because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Uh, next thing, as we get ready to get into the word, we would ask you guys to engage, 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 comment, uh, hit the heart button, hit the like button, hit the care button. You can even hit the, the mad emoji button. Uh, <laughs> uh, as long as we uh, center back in on the word and agree where the word is concerned, everything will be all right. Even if you have a disagreement, it's OK to engage with that because it's all about us coming together and understanding what God has to say concerning the situation. Amen. So if you haven't invited somebody, go ahead and invite them. Uh, if you haven't engaged with the broadcast yet, go ahead and engage with the broadcast. Just say good evening, say something. And if the word is good to you, say amen, hallelujah. Put up some emojis in the comment section. Do whatever you got to do. Engage. Because once again, when you engage, it sets your expectation to receive. It's just like when you were sitting, at, just like if you're sitting in a service and you raise your hand or you shout hallelujah or you say, come on, preacher, give it to me or whatever people say while they're sitting in church, uh, church services, you engaging with the speaker, you engaging with the pastor, you engaging with the minister, sets your own expectation to receive. And so if you go ahead and engage, your heart will begin to open up. Your spirit man will begin to open up so that you can receive the thing that God has for you. Amen. And I believe God's going to say some things to you tonight. Next thing, subscribe to the YouTube and to the podcast. Listen, if you guys enjoy getting podcasts, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and go ahead and uh, subscribe there and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, our YouTube family is watching us live right now over there. And so uh, I just like YouTube live personally because that's just, you know, where I get a lot of my stuff. So if you haven't subscribed to any one of those podcasts and you like getting the information or you like getting uh, these broadcasts via those avenues, go ahead and subscribe. Next thing, if you guys would like to sign up for daily encouragement emails, I encourage you to please, please do so. Uh, even when we, even when we've been gone, we still constantly have gotten those emails out to you guys. And, uh, we pray that they've been a blessing. A lot of people have they continuously respond every single week, letting us know uh, that those emails are helping them. They're, they're a blessing to them on a daily basis. So if you guys would like to be a part of that daily email community where we're doing daily encouragement over there, uh, founded by the word of God, just uh, send us a direct message via uh, social media. Or you can email us on the bottom of your screen. You can email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com. 
or like I said, direct messages uh, with your email so that we can add you to that email blast. Amen. And lastly, if you guys would like to become a partner with this ministry, listen, I can't say it enough. There are people that are called to this ministry that will help assist us in doing everything that God has called us to do. Why? Because we can't do everything on our own. We can't do what we do without the assistance of the people that God has called to help us do that. And so if God has called you to do that, please let us know via email or via direct message that you would like to become a partner. And what is a partner? A partner is someone that prays for the ministry, that supports the ministry, and that lends his gifts and talents to the ministry. Just like, just like, um, just like on our end, it's our responsibility to feed you the word of God, to pray for you, to give you every available resource on our hand to make sure that you can live the life that God has called you to live. That's what the partnership is because we're better together than we are apart. Amen. So if God has called you to do that, uh, pray about doing that. And if God leads you to do that, let us know. We'll get, your, uh, we'll get that welcome partner email out to you and we will become uh, partners together in Christ and in the kingdom. Amen. And like I said before, you can be partners, you can be members of a. Um, this can be your home uh, fellowship. You can be a you can have another church that you go to and you can partner with this ministry. Like I've told you all before, I'm partners with other ministries as well. <clears throat> but I, I mean, I'm partners with several ministries. And so it's not just it's not just one ministry because one ministry doesn't just have everything that God wants you to uh, to give for your life. And because of that, you can become partners at other places. Uh, so but it's, it's great to have a home church. And if this is your home place where you get the word, that's awesome. That's phenomenal. But if you already have a home place, there's nothing wrong with you becoming a partner here. If that's what God leads you to do. Amen. All right. I think that covers everything um, that I wanted to cover concerning uh, the announcements. Yeah, let's go ahead and pray and let's get into the word that God, let's get into this new series, man. I'm pumped. I'm excited about it because again, <laughs> uh, there are some things that we see uh, in this lifetime. And I'm, and the reason why I like using that word perspective, because um, the word perspective or your the proper perspective on something can change the outcome of a situation if you have the proper perspective. Uh, a lot of people in the world call it being optimistic. Uh, a lot of people call it being pessimistic. Uh, those are two sides of uh, two different sides of the coin. Being pessimistic a lot of times means that you're negative. You always see the negative side of something. If you're optimistic, a lot of times you see the positive side of something. And a lot of times when we're talking about God and when we uh, and when we think about God, we don't always have the proper perspective of him. And that could be due to uh, a lack of knowledge. That could be due to us being taught wrong, uh, things about God, something that we were taught growing up, uh, just in our households about God. Um, just a whole, it, it could stem from a whole bunch of different things. It could come from the people you talked to when you were growing up at school, th different things you were exposed to, all these different perspectives you can gain throughout the course of your life. Uh, can aid in you having a certain viewpoint where God is concerned. And so what I want to do and what I would and what I'm going to endeavor to do in this series is we're going to pretty much just jump right into it. Uh, I may uh, give some scriptures and stuff like that where it's uh, foundational, where we're going to lay some foundations to give a basis of, of who God is. Uh, we're probably not going to get to that today, but just some foundational things. And we've talked about it some more in some previous series, but I'm really going to try to be succinct and point down uh, some things that can differentiate between God and the enemy, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. 
uh, we're going to make those distinctions because not having the proper perspective of God can affect things that go on in your life. And you're going to see that with the very first scripture that we that we go to tonight. Uh, but let me say a couple of statements. I'm going to pray first. I'm going to say a couple of statements and then we're going to get started. All right. Father, in Jesus name, we love you and we appreciate you. Father, we thank you for speaking to us through the word that is going to be ministered tonight. Father, I thank you that your heart will be given behind the words that will be spoken tonight. Father, I thank you that clarity will come forth because of the ministry tonight. And Father, I thank you that uh, they'll they'll be able to see you in a new light. And if they haven't ever seen you in this light, they will understand it and they will move forward in this new light. And Father, if they haven't been operating in this perspective of you, uh, if, if they've known it before and now they're picking it back up again, I Father, I thank you that they will never drop this perspective of you again. They will be able to build on it and move forward and have the glorious life that you have to give them. And, this, and, and we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Father, speak through me, think through my mind, and we'll give, you the, give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, um, yeah. So let me tell y'all a little bit about, again, why I think this series is going to be so important. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Good evening again, everybody. Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Again, I think this, this series is going to be an absolute blessing uh, to you guys. I think it's going to be an absolute blessing. And um, so, let's, so let's just dive into it. Uh, it. It may not be, um, it may not like go in an order. I may say some things out of order, but uh, I think we'll still end up in the same place. Um based on what God has to say concerning this series. So y'all just bear with me. I got a lot to say. Uh, this this won't be the only night that we talk about this, uh, but I believe that you will be blessed by it. Amen. So again, the reason why we need to have the right perspective of God is because there are a lot of things competing for our attention in this world. There are a lot of things that are competing for our attention in this world. And in this day and time in which we live, it's going to be very important that our view of God is on point. It's going to be very important that our view of God or our perspective of God is on point. Why? Because there's a lot of things vying for our attention. There's a lot of things trying to get our attention. There's a lot of things that are trying to distract us. There are a lot of things that are trying to grab hold of our perspectives. There's a lot of things that are trying to get us to gain a concept of something that's not even supposed to be a part of our reality. And what do I mean by that? A believer's reality shouldn't be the same reality as somebody who's in the world. Let me explain why I say that, because as a believer, you are supposed to be operating from a different kingdom. You're supposed to be operating from a kingdom that is not of this world. And if you always find yourself operating in the kingdom of this world or the system of this world, you don't have the proper perspective of God or it's clouded or it's causing you to be distracted by all this different stuff that's going on in this world. And God wants to pull you out of that by having a proper perspective of him so you can be able to see him through the clouds. You'll be able to see him through the dirty glass. You'll be able to see him through all the chaos that is going on in the world so that you can grab hold of him and not grab hold of this crazy kingdom that is going on in this world right now. Listen, the crazy kingdom that is in the world right now is all over the place. But let me tell you what kingdom is not all over the place. And that's the kingdom of God. He has a system of operation. It is it is functioning properly and, it's, and it will always function properly. All we have to do is get in alignment with it. If you agree with that, say amen. And so because of that, if 
and and the and the reason why we can't fall in line with it sometimes is because of this perspective, the way we see things. And it's, and like I said, it could be due to the fact that we may have learned this growing up in the church. We may have learned these things just in the environment that we grew up in, or um, or we just have the lack of knowledge of it because we we've never experienced it from God. We've never seen it in the Word. But I'm going to be real, real. Uh, I'm going to try my best to give you all as many scriptures as I can to prove the point out that this is the perspective of God that you should be having. Because, if you, again, if you have the right perspective on a thing, you'll be able to see through all the craziness. You'll be able to see through all the clouds and the fog and all of that kind of stuff and see the path that God desires for you to take. Amen. And so because of that, because we have all of these different things that are vying for our attention, it can cause our vision to be blurred. It can cause our vision about God to be blurred and even have us uh, confused concerning how God operates. Uh, it will have us confused because we see something happen for somebody over there. We see something happen for some somebody in the world over here. And because we're, we, we don't have a straight, uh, a straight and narrow to look at, we don't have a succinct viewpoint to look at. We find ourselves going on the wrong side sometimes and find ourselves all over the place because we didn't get this proper perspective. I hope I'm making that clear. And so. Um, so sometimes we think God is all over the place. And again, that can't be farther from the truth. And sometimes we think God is all over the place. We think God is constantly changing his mind because that's what people do out in the world. But that can't be farther from the truth. God knows what he wants to do. He knows it ahead of time. Actually, he's already planned it out. Actually, God knows exactly every single route that you're going to take, even the mistakes that you make. None of that stuff caught God by surprise. Some of y'all need to be thankful to God for that. None, nothing that happens in your life, and we're going to talk about this later. Nothing that happens in your life has caught God by surprise. I know a lot of times it can catch us by surprise because we don't always see clearly. But there is a God, there is a living God who lives on the inside of us, who has seen it all, who knows it all, who knows what the end is supposed to be. And if we just get in alignment with him from his perspective, we'll find ourselves where we need to go. Sometimes we think God doesn't have a plan or we think that everything that happens sometimes is his plan. And that and that can be a little bit of uh, confusion, uh, confusion as well, because some people fall on the side of, well, if everything that is everything that happens is God's will. Well, when you read his word and when you spend time with him, you'll begin to find out the things that are in his will. Uh, uh, for, for instance, God predestined us to be sons and daughters of his. But the reality of that is, is that even though God has predestined that for us, everybody is not a son and daughter of his. And that is not anything due to God. That is something due to our choices that we have in this life. And we're going to and we're going to really get get to all of that a little bit later. We're going to look at the scriptures to prove that out. But again, some people point to this over here. They say, hey, man, if if God is omniscient, if God is all powerful, he caused everything to happen. He did all of this. So he caused the hurricane to happen. He caused that sickness to happen. He caused that wreck to happen. He caused everything. He even caused the good things to happen. So if, so if God is causing all these different things to happen, why would God set something up only to turn around and recorrect himself? That's not how the Bible and that's not how God does things. God is not all over the place like that. It's sort of like and we can get it from our I mean, we can see this in an example when it comes to our parents. <clears throat> Why would our parents put us in a negative situation just to teach us a lesson? 
when you were growing up, if you had if you had good parents, your parents always tried to tell you what to do. But a lot of times what ended up happening was we didn't listen to the instructions, found ourselves in spots, reaped the consequences of those spots and then had to be uh, and then had to be brought back. But if we would have just listened ahead of time, we wouldn't have found ourselves in the consequences. So those are two different things that we have to really make the distinction about. And God is the same way. God is not out here making negative consequences. He's not out here making negative uh, repercussions. For the stuff that we do he's trying to keep us from those things but a lot of times we don't listen to the word or the instruction that he gives us and then we find ourselves in those spots and we find ourselves saying well god must have wanted this to happen or god did this or god did that no how about you got off on the wrong path somewhere or how about you took the wrong turn over here and ended up in a place that you didn't need to go while god was trying to instruct you away from those things. God was trying to keep you from all of that crazy stuff going on. But because you have this wrong perspective of God and you don't go about seeking him, you just go about life as whatever and whatever will be, will be. And whatever happens, happens. You find yourself all over the place. Y'all get what I'm saying? And if you and if you begin to have that kind of mentality, you will have the wrong perspective of God. You won't you won't take accountability for trying to seek him out to get the instruction. You won't take the accountability for your decision that you decided to make to cause this thing to happen. And because you don't take accountability for that kind of stuff, you find yourself confused and you find yourself dwindling over here in the kingdom of darkness simply because you had the wrong perspective about what God is doing. You had the wrong perspective about his heart. When in reality, God doesn't even want you to experience that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like in the world, people say, you know, experience is the best teacher in life. Experience is not the best teacher in life because if experience is the best teacher and the word simply says that the Holy Spirit is the teacher, now you're simply saying that experience is greater than the Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? You see how the mentality can get you see how the mentality can get uh, can get caught up somewhere when we just grab hold to any and every saying or any and everything that people uh, do in this world. You people, somebody will come along and say experience is the best teacher. And then you will realize, yeah, in your life, there were some things that you experienced that you didn't have to experience. But because you experienced it, you never you, you never went back to it. And that's good if that's the case. But the reality of it is, is that you can develop a relationship with Holy Spirit to such a point that experience doesn't have to be the best teacher or experience doesn't have to be the teacher. Holy Spirit can be your teacher and you can just walk in a you can just walk free from those consequences if you just allow him to teach you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Those 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 things, and that's what I'm talking about when I when I'm talking about having the perspective of God. And when and when we begin to look at a lot of these things, we'll begin to change our viewpoint. We'll begin to change our mindset concerning some stuff, and then we'll begin to lean more in trusting in God and not leaning and trusting on our own thinking and different things that we've already experienced. All because we have the proper perspective. Of God. Sometimes, again, we don't account for our decisions in the matters that happen in the earth. Sometimes we don't account for our decisions in the matters that happen in the earth. BJ, what do you mean by that? We don't account. Sometimes we don't account for the reason why things are going on in our life is based on the decisions that we made. Not that we followed Holy Spirit, not that we followed the instructions that God was trying to tell us to do. We went about it our own way. We went about it trying to figure it out on our own 
and not realize that if we would have just sought after God or if we would have spent time with him, he would have given us the instructions and we wouldn't have had to experience that thing that we experienced. So there's some accountability that has to take place in this. And a lot of times people don't like the word accountability. A lot of times people don't like being uh, they don't like their feet being held to the carpet because now it puts some responsibility on you and it takes some of the responsibility off of God. But this is the reality of the situation. God wants to have responsibility for your life, but you have to let him. You have to submit yourself to him so that he can have responsibility for your life. And a lot of times we don't want that accountability. We don't want that responsibility because if something goes wrong, we can't turn and look at God. We can only turn and look back at ourselves if we follow God the way we're supposed to. Because let me tell you something. If God tells you this is going to happen and it doesn't happen, or if God is leading you in a direction and something didn't go right, then I can tell you what happened in the situation. It wasn't God. If you either misheard him somewhere or either you took a wrong direction, something happened that distracted you somewhere. You got off course somewhere along the line because God is not going to be imperfect in his instruction. But we are the ones that are imperfect and we have to realize that so that we can continue to align ourselves up with him and not think that we're this uh, this thing over here and continue to experience the stuff that we've been experiencing. Amen. <clears throat> also. We don't realize that sometimes we can limit God because we have forgotten about his hand or we don't even realize or have the proper perspective of who he is. Uh, a lot of times we don't even realize because we say stuff like, well, God is all powerful. Yes, God is all powerful. But the word also says that you can limit the all powerful one when you forget his hand or when you don't recognize or when you or when you don't have proper perspective of who he is. And I'm going to show you all this scripture in a second. I think that's where we're going to begin to dive in and look at this. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and dive in and look at some scriptures and let's start talking about this. And let me prove out some of the stuff that I've said with scripture so that uh, y'all can have something to back it off of. So let's talk about how we can possibly limit God, because I don't think people think that they can limit God, because if God is all powerful, how can he be limited? Let me show you in scripture. Psalms 78 verse 41 and 42 in the passing translation. This is what it says. It says again and again, they what? Again and again, they what? Limited God. And look at what it says in the passing translation, preventing him from blessing them. So you mean to tell me I can prevent God from blessing me again and again? I can limit God? And look at what they did. Continually, they turned back from him and provoked the Holy One of Israel. Watch this. They forgot his great love, how he took them by his hand. And with and with redemption's kiss, he delivered them from their enemies. The first part I want you all to really focus on, because this is talking about the children of Israel. It says again and again, they limited God and they prevented him from blessing them. He, he, they prevented him from blessing them. How did they do that? They turned back. <laughs> they turned back from him and provoked the Holy One of Israel by forgetting his great love and how he took them by the hand. And with redemption's kiss, he delivered them from their enemies. Now, think about this, y'all. I don't know how many of y'all know this about the children of Israel, but let's talk a story real quick. Let's talk a story real quick. How many of y'all remember the story of Moses parting the Red Sea. Y'all remember the story of Moses parting the Red Sea? 
and how that was a miracle in and of itself, because even to this day, nobody has seen the sea or waters parted supernaturally. Okay, so let's go back and tell this story just a little bit. What did God tell them to do? God told them to take all the jewels, all the gold and all this other stuff from the people that were in Egypt. Right. <laughs> and so here's Moses leading them out of Egypt and leading them to the promised land or heading to the promised land. And on their way to the promised land, God, there's a there's a there's a vast sea in front of them. And the only way that they can escape or keep moving on is if they cross these seas. Now, at that time, they didn't have a boat. They didn't have these things. All of them were on foot. So what could they do? What did God do? God promised them that they would go to the promised land, right? So God had to show up in a supernatural way to get them to continue to go where they were going. And what did God do? God used Moses to part the Red Sea, to literally part the Red Sea. And he didn't part it uh, and have them walk across mud. No, it was so supernatural that he parted it and proved to them that it was him by drying the ground so that they can walk across it. And he did that. <laughs> he and, they, and he did that and they were able to escape their captors or the people that were trying to get them because they had just tried to get free. These slaves were get, leaving Egypt and, and God parted the Red Sea and everybody that was tracking after them got swallowed up in the Red Sea. So they were able to continue on and go to the promised land. Now, think about this for just a second. If that was to happen in your life, why would you ever question the Holy One of Israel again? Why would you ever question God's ability in your life? If you had, <laughs> if you walked up to the Mississippi River and you seen that thing part and you walk across the Mississippi River, and you looking on the sides of it like you're walking down the aisle of an aquarium with fish and everything on the side of you. And you're able to cross the Mississippi River to the other side. And then once the other and once you reach the other side, the water just caved back in again. If you were to ever experience that, most people, I would probably say six out of 10, because sometimes people are going to always be skeptics for whatever reason. But most people, I would think, will find themselves in awe and in wonderment and in amazement of what just happened in their life that they could never, ever forget it. Right. So when the scripture said right here that they limited the Holy One of Israel, <clears throat> he said they forgot his great love and how he took them by his hand. How did he take them by the hand when he parted the Red Sea and allowed them to walk clear across? And with redemption's kiss, he delivered them from their enemies. What enemies did he deliver them from? The people in Egypt that was trying to track after them. So not only did they have these enemies after them that God delivered them from, they got taken up in the sea once uh, they passed through. They were able to keep the things that they took from the Egyptians so into the promised land. So with all of this going on, this is what God is saying to you right here, right now. You can limit the Holy One of Israel. You can and you can prevent him from blessing you when you forget who he is, when you don't have proper perspective of who he is, when you don't realize that he's a good God and he's not a bad God. Why would a bad God bless you? 
But a lot of times people have the wrong perspective of God, like God going to get you. God going to strike you down. Lightning going to hit you, blah, 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 blah. Why would a good God do that? A good God would say, hey, a lightning bolt is getting ready to happen over there. I need you to go back into the house. But if you don't have the right perspective of God, you can find yourself following the thinking pattern of people who say, well, just because I messed up, I deserve to have that lightning bolt hit me rather than trying to hear God to get away from the lightning bolt. You follow what I'm saying? And so the scripture says we can limit God and we can even prevent him from blessing us simply because we forgot his great love. We've forgotten who he is. We've forgotten he's a good God. Listen, y'all, every morning you need to wake up and remind yourself that God is a good God. You need to wake up every morning and say, you know what? I'm about to have a good day today. You need to wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to experience the goodness of God today. You know what? I'm going to experience an adventure with God today. I'm going to be taken on a supernatural journey today. Why? What? What happens when you do that? You don't prevent the Holy One of Israel. You don't prevent him from blessing you because you remember how good he is. That's why we always talk about how thankfulness is a key to receiving the blessing. That's why we always talk about you being thankful and being reminded of everything that God has already done for you. That's why the song says it like this. If he did it before, he'll do it again. It's always about keeping you in constant remembrance of who God is and the reality of his goodness and the reality of, of, the, of the proper perspective of him so that you won't be thinking that God won't bless you. So you won't so you won't limit the Holy One of Israel. So now that you've seen and that you realize that you can limit him. So now that you've seen and you realize that you can prevent him from blessing you. What are you encouraged to do right now? Don't forget about his great love. Don't forget about how he delivered you last week out of a situation you didn't think he could deliver you out of. Don't forget that when you was caught red handed doing stupid stuff, God still brought you out of it. Don't forget that because the minute you forget that, you will forget that he'll be able to do it for you again right now in this moment. That is how you can limit the Holy One of Israel and that is how you can prevent him from blessing you. And again, watch this and we're going to find this out later on. And it's not that God is trying to withhold anything from you. It's not that God is trying to keep anything from you because contrary to popular I mean, contrary to popular belief, God is not trying to withhold anything from you. The Bible says he doesn't withhold anything from anyone that walks upright. We're going to see that in the scripture a little bit later on. So since God is not the one trying to hold the blessing up, who who is causing the blessing to be held up? It's when we get out of proper perspective of God. It's when we get out of alignment with God that causes delays. It's, it's all of those things that causes the uh the things to, to, to be put on hold is sort of like this. You have something down the hallway. God told you to walk down the hallway and pick it up. But as you're walking down the hallway, your kids run to you and say, hey, daddy, I need this distraction. Your job calls you on the phone distraction. All the while, all you got to do is keep walking to your destination. You follow what I'm saying? And so and it's so it's not that you won't ever get there. The question is, will you take care of or release those distractions so that you can go ahead, go ahead and get it? Does that make sense? Do you follow what I'm saying? Some people think that God is all powerful, which he is. Why doesn't he just take care of it? Those are some of the thoughts that people have concerning God. Notice the blessing was prevented simply because they or even us forgot his great love and everything has already been done. 
we can't forget about everything that God has already done. Again, it's never God withholding because God wants to lavish on us. In the, in, the, in the study that we did concerning the love of God, we saw that God's love cascades around us. Or in other words, God's love for us is overflowing. It's overwhelming. He wants to encapsulate us with his love. He wants to overwhelmingly lavish us with his love and with his goodness. So we understand that from God's perspective, or I, or I pray you remember that from God's perspective. That's what God wants to do. But we have to make the decision to stay in that position. God doesn't withhold anything from those that walk upright. I mentioned that already. Y'all can write this scripture down. Psalms 84 and 11. Psalms 84 and 11. That scripture simply says that God doesn't withhold anything from those that walk upright. God does not withhold anything from those that walk upright. Now, I'm going to say something real quick, because in the Old Testament, you had to walk upright. You had to do this. You had to do that in order to be righteous. But the blessing in the New Testament is that we're, we've been made righteous by Christ. We've already been made that. So it's not based on what we do. It's based on what Christ has done. And so since Christ has already done it, we're already the righteous. So God is not trying to hold up anything from his kids in the New Testament. So all we have to do is walk out his instructions. <laughs> all we have to do, and it's not because this is the this is the difference from the Old and the New Testament. When you did something or when you obeyed God, then the blessing was there for you to get it. The difference in the New Testament is that God has already created everything. God has already blessed you. The question is, will you walk down the hallway to pick it up? That's the difference in obedience. The difference in obedience in the Old Testament was if you didn't do this, you weren't going to get it. In the New Testament, God has already given it to you. The question is, will you go pick it up? Does that make sense? God will not withhold anything from those that walk upright. So you can limit God. And this is a perspective of God that I think we need to understand so that we can hold proper accountability to ourselves so that we can align ourselves with his kingdom and receive all the benefits that God wants to have with us, that God has for us. Amen. Um, I hope y'all are starting to see why we're going uh, down this route. Let's look at another one. Let's just jump right into another one. Let's talk about the plans of God. Let's talk about um, how God has plans. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and 10. This is my favorite scripture, but I'm going to point it out in a different way tonight. Ephesians 2 and 10 in the Amplified Classic Version, this is what it says. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, key word, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Do y'all see that clearly in this scripture? Do y'all see why this is also one this is also my favorite scripture? When we talk about predestination, when we talk about God's will, you can see it very clearly in this scripture. It says, "We were recreated in Christ Jesus. We are God's own handiwork." So when God looks at us, he looks at his beautiful handiwork in Christ, because we were recreated in Christ. And then it says that we were born anew, that we may do the good works that God predestined. God predestined us or God desires us to do good works. 
He doesn't desire for you to do bad works. And why am I making that distinction? Because people don't understand God's perspective. Again, they think God wants you to be bad or God does bad things in order for you to be good. You don't have to do bad things in order to be good. You can just be good. You follow what I'm saying? You don't have to allow bad stuff to happen in your life so that you can get a, a wake up call to start doing the good. Their reality check. You can just do good. You can just follow the instructions. Let me give you another practical example. When when you have stuff that you have to put together and they send instructions in the mail right along with it. You don't have to beat yourself over the head and try to figure it out all over again and create something that wasn't even supposed to be there on your own. All you have to do is get out the instructions and follow the instructions letter by letter, and you will have the thing that you did, that you originally purchased. But if you don't follow the instructions, you can't get mad because you created an abomination. You hooked up C to A. You hooked up D to F. And when C and D were supposed to go together and A and B were supposed to go together, you can't get mad at the instructions. You can't get mad at the person who sent it to you. You can't get mad at the manufacturer when you never spent the time to get the instructions and follow them. What you said was, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to put this thing together. I've already done this. I've seen it done on TV. I've seen it done on YouTube. I seen so-and-so do it. I don't need the instructions. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And then when you create an abomination, now you got to go backtrack when all you had to do originally is look at the original instructions and follow it from point A to point Z or wherever, how many instructions was on there. And so God is trying to tell you, hey, look, I, I predestined you. I destined you for goodness. I destined you for good works. I planned it beforehand. And watch this, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. This is how good God is, y'all. This is why I want to remind y'all. God has already gone before you. He's already gone in front of you on the path that he wants you to take. So he's not telling you to go down a route that he doesn't already know what's going to be there. <laughs> God knows the end from the beginning. He's the alpha and the omega. Y'all remember that? We'll look at that scripture too. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the end from the beginning. As a matter of fact, he knew the end at the beginning. How does God know the end from the, well, well, well we'll talk about that when we get to that scripture. But look at what it says. It says, taking paths that he prepared ahead of time. He did this ahead of time. And I, and I believe this is about the blessing when I'm about to say concerning these paths. And then he says that we should walk in them. So his his desire, his predestination is that you walk in the path that he's already planned. But this is the beautiful thing about God. Because he's already created the path, he's also already created the detours. Somebody need to be excited about that. If we was at church, I would say God is the God of the detours. God has already put down the detours for you as well. Because God already knows the mistakes you're going to make. And he already knows the wrong turns you're going to take. So not only did he prepare paths that he wants you to take, even in the event that you get off a track, he's already created a detour. I wish I had a, a picture to show you this. But even in the because a lot of times we think God got this one succeed, this one plan that we got to follow. And if we get off this plan, God is going to be all screwed up. 
Do you not do you not realize that God sees the ear from the beginning? And since he sees the ear from the beginning, again, he already knows the mistakes you're going to make. And he's already accounted for it in the path that he's put you on. <laughs> because he already knows the mistake you, you're going to make, he's already accounted for that. How do I know he accounted for our mistakes? Because the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. He already had a plan in place to crucify his son just in case we did something stupid in which we did. God already knew that. That's why his plan didn't change course. It may have delayed it for a little bit, but he ended up, we ended up back in the same uh we ended up saying we ended up back in the same place that he had us in the beginning because now we couldn't mess it up because now his son was in place. Glory to God. And then not only did he plan the paths ahead of time, he wants us to walk in them. But watch this living the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Y'all see that? Y'all remember when I told y'all the difference in the Old and the New Testament? God has already placed this in the past. He's already he's already decided to give it to us. He's already given it to us. It's up to us to take the path to get there. But in the Old Testament, if we didn't do it, we weren't worthy of getting anything. You weren't worthy of receiving the blessing. You weren't, you weren't worthy of receiving the benefit of the kingdom if you didn't obey. The, the difference in the New Testament is he's already made you qualified. He's already made you deserving. He's already gave it to you. All you got to do is show up to the party. Whoo, glory to God. That's why I love this scripture so much. God is taking care of everything already. He's taking care of everything already. And because he's taking care of everything already, he already knows the detours that you need to take to get you back on track to where he wants you to go. <laughs> Watch this. God has many paths with the S. He has many paths with the S. And on the he has many paths. Watch this on the path of your life. He has many paths on the path of your life. Now, let me break this down again. I'm going to say it one more time. There are things that we are called to. There are things that we are designed to do, which is the path of God for your life. But even on that path, there are paths. There are ways to get to those things in the event that life happens, in the event that the enemy comes in and gets a foothold some way, somehow, in the event that your friend comes and do stuff that you, you never thought that they would do, in the event that you find yourself uh, in a totally depressive state based on something that you didn't even cause. He's already accounted for all of that kind of stuff. He's already accounted for all of that stuff. And because he's already accounted for all of that stuff, you can simply follow him around the detour and get back online and, and still get on the thing that God has called you to. Man, that's good to me. That's good to my heart. That's good to my soul to know. That's why I always tell y'all, you are never stuck. I understand life happens. I understand things happen that didn't have nothing to do with you. You weren't even responsible for it. But the beauty of it is because you're never stuck, God has already created the detour to get you back on track. All you got to do is get in alignment with him. Man, that's good to me. He's prepared it ahead of time. He planned it beforehand. And watch what kind of life he wants you to live. A good life. A good life. Y'all heard me say it several times. This year is the year of the good life for us. This year is the year of the good life for people in BJ Piggy Ministries who's, who's taking hold of these words that we've been given. It's the year of the good life. 
It's the year of the good life, glory to God. And you need to realize that God wants you to have a good life and not a bad life. If God wanted you to have a, a, a bad life, why are you always, okay. If God wanted to make you sick, why are you believing God to heal you? That's a schizophrenic God. God's not doing any of that. God didn't, y'all, we have to realize that there is an enemy running around. We have to realize that there is somebody that's coming. And because of that, he had to give you life, life more abundantly. <laughs> he had to give, that's, that's a distinction between God and the enemy. And we'll talk about that later on too. But man, this is what we have to get. That's why we have to have the proper perspective of God. Because if you in there, if you believe God is trying to make you sick, you might as well not even worry about believing him for healing because you're fighting against an all-powerful God. You ain't going to win no way. You're not going to win. If you if you believe God made you sick, then why are you going to turn around and believe for him if he wants you to be sick? You see, you see how crooked that is. You see how crazy that is in the thinking. You you fighting against God, and you <laughs> that because that's not God, basically. And 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 I guess that's the only way I can really say it to to try to bring it to your attention, man. Why would I, if God wants this bad thing to happen to me, why would I be fighting against it? Sim because your your spirit man is trying to say, hey, you need to be over here in the good life. You don't need to be paying. I need you to focus on believing me for your healing. I need you to be focused on me believing you for prosperity. I need you to be over here focusing on me to believe for deliverance because I'm not I'm not the one that's trying to keep you depressed. I'm not the one that's trying to keep you sick. I'm not the one that's trying to keep you broke. I'm not the one that's trying to keep you depressed. I'm not the one trying to do any of that. I want you to have a good life. I prearranged it. I made it ready. I put all the detours in place just in case you made a mistake so that you can quickly go around and then get back on track for you to have the good life. That's the perspective of God that we need to have. That's the perspective of God that we need to have. Amen. Let me take a break real quick. Are y'all getting anything out of this? If you're getting anything out of this, put something in the comment section. If you're getting anything out of this, put something in the comment section. Say hallelujah. Say light. Put a light bulb up. Something like something's going on. I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. And 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 I want you to. <laughs> okay, that's cool, Shannon. That's cool. What I want, what I what I desire is that you guys understand that God is a good God. God is a good good Father. He is a good good benevolent king. <laughs> um, and, and I want y'all to understand this. And we're going to talk about this also. I mean, God is also just, God is also righteous. Yeah. God's, God stands on the side of right. Absolutely. We're going to get to that. But, but, but the perspective that, that I really want to hone in on is all of these different things that we look at, because a lot of times, again, stuff happens in our life and and, and uh, when things happen, sometimes we can try to attribute it to God when in reality, God had nothing to do with it. On the other side of that, sometimes we try to attribute things to the devil and he didn't have nothing to do with that either. <laughs> it was all to do with the decision that we made. <laughs> I remember people used to always say, well, um, you know, they used to blame the devil for everything. It's the devil's fault. The devil caused me to do this. The devil made me do that. The devil made me do this. 
And the devil over here, I remember people were saying a joke, and the devil over there saying, like, oh, I really did? I was over here messing with so-and-so. I didn't have nothing to do with your decision to do that. That was something that you did all on your own. So we have to understand this perspective. And also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I need to say it. We need to also understand the authority and power that we have as believers and the responsibility that God has put on us to make sure things operate the way they need to operate. We are the body of Christ. He is the head of the body, but it's the body's responsibility to make sure everything goes on in the earth. The instructions come from the head. The body goes and do what the head tells it to do. You follow what I'm saying? And if the body doesn't do what the, what the head tells it to do, then the body won't be able to function the way it's supposed to function. Things won't happen in the earth the way they're supposed to happen in the earth. That is why the devil roams, roams around seeking whom he may devour because he understands the importance and the relevance of who we are in the earth. There are things that happen, whether there are things that happen in the earth based on what we will and won't do. See, God is always looking for somebody. The scripture says that God, um, <laughs> the scripture says in, in Proverbs, I believe, he says, a faithful man who can find. God is always trying to seek and find somebody who he can use in the earth. God is always trying to find somebody. And you're going to find this out also, because a lot of times people think, well, God is all powerful. God is all powerful. I need to just stay over here. People don't realize that God wanted a partner and he wanted to bestow us with the responsibility of being his image in the earth. And we have a very high responsibility in the earth. It's not just up to God. It's up to us. And we're going to see that in scripture. And again, a lot of this stuff, we're just going to be talking about different things that we need to change our perspective on. You are powerful. You are important. You need to you need to make yourself available to be used by God, because when you're not in the position that God wants you to be in, there are some things that can be held up. Because if you don't step up to the plate and God now has to not not use you and now go find somebody else that he can work through. But when you don't understand that, when you don't be believe that you're worth it, I mean, worth it, you don't believe that God wants to use you when you don't believe that you're that you're that you have any value whatsoever. You have the wrong perspective of God and even yourself. Then you're going to not do what God calls you to do. You're going to sit on the sidelines. You're going to sit over there and be like, I can't do nothing else. When the reality of it is you have this champion on the inside of you that can rise up at any moment to do what needs to be done. But that comes from having the proper perspective. That comes from having these things that we're talking about. So remember this. When it comes to plans, God has many paths on the path that he has for your life. I hope you all really understand that point. So it doesn't matter the mistakes you made. God has already accounted for your mistakes. And he's already accounted for the for the things that you would do wrong. So much so that he pre-planned pre ahead of time a path for you to take knowing that you may not take that path and put a detour right in place. God has already accounted for the wrong steps that you would take and the mistakes you would make. I said that already. God gives God's gifts and callings are without repentance or without change of heart. Write this scripture down. Romans 11 and 29. Romans 11 and 29. 
<clears throat> Romans 11 and 29 says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. What does that mean? God, when God called you to be that nurse or when God called you to be uh, whatever he called you to be, he didn't change his mind about that. He didn't all of a sudden one day say, you know what? I made them to be a tree. Let me turn them into this dirt over here. He didn't wake up and, and be like, you know what? I gifted them to play the game of basketball. Let me go on over here and uh, make them an engineer. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, which means he doesn't change his mind about it, which means the path that he called you to, he's not changing his mind about it. Now, can you not get on that path? Sure. You can make that choice to not get on the path that he's called you to. That, Man, that's why a lot of times people be like when they when they talk about ministry, it's funny sometimes because when people talk about ministry, they be like, man, I've been running from God for a long time. But man, God gave me and now I got it. And, and now I got to become a preacher. And now I got to do what he's called me to do. I just been running from God. And so basically what you're saying is, even though you tried to get away from it, ultimately you find yourself back on it because your love for God and your and your position for God. And God chasing after you because he wants you to do this thing, you ultimately end up doing it anyway. And so that all comes from the gifts and callings of God or without repentance, whether that's you being a doctor, whether that's you being a minister, whether that's you being a pastor, whatever the case may be, whatever the gift or calling is, whatever God's gifted you with, whatever calling he's given you, it's without repentance. And so that is why on the path that he had, that he has for you. If you try to run from him, he's already created a detour over there for you to get back on the track. In numbers, uh, in numbers, God used an interesting detour. Let me tell y'all about it. Uh, was it Balaam? I believe it was Balaam. Balaam was a prophet of God. It was either Balaam or Balak. I'm trying to remember, but in, but in but in numbers, the story I'm trying to tell you is when a man was going off to do something God didn't call him to do, and God used the donkey. He spoke to the donkey. He spoke through the donkey and told him not to go the direction he was going. How many of y'all know that's a detour? How many of y'all know that if you were riding a horse or if you were riding, you were walking your dog thinking you need to be doing something, and then the dog turned up and said, we don't need to go in this direction. How many of y'all know that y'all would take quick note of that because it's not dr doolittle in real life this is not dr doolittle where animals just walking around talking like that so if something like that happens supernaturally to where god has to use an animal to speak through to get you to get back on track you need to realize that god already has several things in place to make sure you don't do the silly stuff that you set out to do on your own so as far as paths are concerned, God already accounted for your wrong mistakes. He already accounted for the wrong turns that you will take. And so he already knows and he already accounted for all of that stuff. Amen. Your destination can be delayed because of missteps, but God doesn't change his mind about it. Your destination can be delayed because of missteps, but God doesn't change his mind about it. We're going to talk about one more and then I'm going to come back and, and revisit this next week. Next thing, what God started in you. Let's look at Philippians chapter one, verse six, Philippians one and six. And this is where we're going to end up. <clears throat> I pray with great faith for you because I am fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work 
in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. That scripture is saying a lot right there. And so what I want to encourage you with, and this is probably a good place to end. Uh, this is what the prayer is. I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of what? Maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me say this to you. A lot of times people think that they have strayed too far from God. A lot of times people think that they have strayed too far from God. But you need to understand what God started in you. He is faithfully working in you to mature you to what he desires for you to be. OK, some people think that they have strayed too far from God. But what God has started in you, he is faithfully working in you to mature you to what he desires for you to be. In other words. Y'all remember uh, the scripture that says. Um, if you raise up a child in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. That is a responsibility of a parent to teach a child in the ways and fear of the Lord. And if you do that, what God started in them, he will faithfully work in them until he matures them to the point until Jesus comes back. I don't think a lot of people believe that God is constantly working in them. Regardless of the crazy stuff that they do, regardless of the crazy things that they find, crazy places they find themselves in. This scripture says the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully watch this, continue the process of maturing you. And, 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 I, and I myself have to look at this from this perspective and we all have to look at it from this perspective. Because sometimes we can find ourselves saying, you know what? this person should be further along than where they are right now. And that may be true. But what we as believers have to hold on to is that God is faithfully working in them. Um, oh, yeah. Nigel said that. Nigel Valley, when he was teaching a, a message one time, he said, God, God knows how to raise his children. But a lot of times, we find ourselves trying to be God in people's lives and not allowing the faithful work that God is doing in them to come about. Let me give you an example of this. When a lot of times we think that we're people's uh, safety net, a lot of times we think we are people's uh, firehouse. We think that we are supposed to put out everybody's fire. We think that we are supposed to do everything for everybody. And sometimes we don't realize that in doing that, sometimes we can be a detriment to them rather than helping them. Because we sometimes can try to place ourselves, and I'm going to just talk about me, where we feel like we have to place ourselves in position of God to think that if we don't do this, it won't get taken care of. When in reality, if God didn't tell you to do it, you're being more of a hindrance to them than helping them. And we need to fall back on this scripture and realize that we are not God. We are not the ones faithfully working continually in that individual, maturing them. 
God, watch this, knows the best way to raise his children. No matter what we may think, <laughs> no matter what we may think is best. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things, especially as a parent, uh, there's some things that you should put in place. There's some things that you should establish as your kingdom in your household. Yes, don't get me wrong about that. Uh, but uh, but that's not even what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about us trying to sometimes control people's lives and them not moving at the pace that we think that they should be moving. When in reality, uh, you should be allowing God to work in them and not you trying to always control the situation. And uh, and I say that to say that because this scripture, because this scripture says God is faithfully at work in them, maturing them. And all we need to do is do what God tells us to do in that moment and allow God to work with that. God may tell you to go speak a word to that person. May God, God may tell you to go bless them with this or take care of their bills or give them some food or whatever the case may be or help them or let them live with you uh, for whatever. But we don't need to become people's God. We don't need to become the people that... Um, <laughs> that are trying to control the development of, a, of, of the individual. That is God's responsibility because this scripture says that we are faithfully, that God is faithfully uh, maturing and continuing the process of maturing them until the unveiling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, what is the unveiling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? When Jesus comes back, when Jesus sounds the horn and comes back for his believers, and until that time, God is going to be faithfully working in people. He's going to be faithfully working in the ones he started their work in. And because he's the one, because he's the one faithfully working, we have to allow him to do so and not be in the way of doing it. Now, I know this is a perspective that uh, can hurt sometimes to some people because there are people like myself that just want to help everybody. Um, but in all reality, we have to just obey who God tells us to help. Because again, if we don't, we'll find, our, we'll find ourselves being detriments to people rather than helping them. And, um, and, and I know a lot of people can realize this because when, when people, it'll become clear to you when you have become somebody's God, when they have to come to you for everything or every time there is a situation, they want to come to you or when every time something goes wrong, they want to turn to you. And we have to be mindful of being people that turn people to God and not always ourselves. Now, people come to you, God will speak to you, tell you to take care of it. You know, that's God does that. But we also have to be mindful of not becoming gods to people in the earth because God is the one faithfully working in them to mature them to where they need to be. Some people think that they have strayed too far from God, but what God has started in you, he is faithfully working in you to mature you. Some people said, say that God can't use me, but watch this. God is working in you right now, maturing you. Some people even think that God won't even don't even want to use them for whatever reason they've gone through too much they've experienced too many bad things but the reality of it is 
And people say it like this, God can turn those tests into testimonies. He can turn everything around if we allow him to continue to fully mature us. But we have to submit ourselves to that. So the perspective that we need to have of God is that God is always working in us. See, this is this is what I want us to realize out of all of the ones that we and we only discussed like three, I think. Out of all of these that we talked about, look at what look at, look how much investment God has in us. Look at look at how important God thinks we are. Look at how look at how God so lovingly cares about us to such a point that he has done all of this stuff for us. Look at this. God is never leaving us alone. The problem is we fight against his leading and guiding to delay the process. Some people even think that God left them a long time ago. When the Bible says that he never leaves nor forsakes, this scripture says that he's faithfully continuing the maturing process in me. So if he's continually maturing me, and if he's never leaving me, then why would I ever think that God has left me? That's because the enemy has got you to buy in to a worldly way of thinking. He's gotten you to buy in to, a, to an image that in this world, if somebody does them wrong, they just ghost them. If somebody does them wrong, they just leave them alone. The enemy has gotten you to buy in to because people do me this way, God does me this way. But if we can get the proper perspective of God, we will find ourselves always running to God and not running from God. Even with sin, even with wrongdoing, even with missing the mark. <laughs> um, Yeah, even, even with all of that, God would prefer you mess up a hundred times and run to him than mess up one time and run away from him. Because watch this, you can't ever, you can't get right without him. You can't get right without him. That's why I never really understood growing up. I'm going to go to church when I get right. I'm going to come to Bible study when I get right. You can't get right on your own. You can't do right on your own. How you gonna get right on your own and you don't know no better? That's just like you saying, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> that's just like you saying, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to do this without without any uh knowledge of how to go and do it. I'm gonna go change the oil. You ain't looked at no YouTube, and I and I'm thinking about changing oil because my me and my my humble Robert just had a conversation. But you want to go change the oil. You ain't never talked to nobody about what you need to do. You ain't bought no tools, but you're going to go change the oil. That's, that's basically what you're saying when you say, I'm going I'm to come to God when I get right. The only one that can get you right is him. The only one that can mature you is him. Y'all follow me? Y'all follow what I'm saying? The only one, The only one that can get you right, you need to always go to him and not run from him. But the enemy, again, has put a perspective in our mind to think that because of that's how people do in the world, they ghost. You do one thing bad to them, they ghost you. They don't respond to your text messages. They don't pick up your call. They change your name. Uh, they save your name as do not answer in their phone when you call. 
to think that they're not going to connect with, I mean, so that they won't connect with you. And you got in your mind that because people do that, God do that. I want you to see these scriptures and hear the heart of God when I say this, when it comes to this point. What God has started in you, he is faithfully, constantly working in you to mature you. He's not leaving you alone. As a matter of fact, he took up residence on the inside of you when you got born again. He didn't think you were that filthy. Let me say it to you like this. He didn't think your house was that filthy to not come in and make a dwelling place inside there. I do real estate. I go in a bunch of a but I, I go into a bunch of nasty houses that I would never ever live in. Because that's natural thinking. But all, but even in those nasty houses, even in those messed up houses, if the proper work was put into them, those would be nice living dwelling places if the work was put in. So watch this. No matter how bad you think you are, no matter how far off from God you think you are, no matter how bad you think you've done to your body, to whatever, God thought it enough of you to want to move on the inside of you and clean you up and mature you so that you can look just like his perfect son. God took God is willing to continually make investment in you so that you can look like a house that was never, ever torn up, a house that was never, ever that never had trash left over the place. God has so much willing. He has so much that he wants to do to invest in you because he loves you just that much. So with this series, I'm just going to be sharing uh, we're going to come back next week and, and talk about a lot more of this stuff. But man, listen to me. I, I pray that you guys are getting a revelation and an understanding of the perspective of God. It's your time. It's your time to give. I didn't keep you all a little too long tonight. It's your time to give. If you want to give, you can give uh, through Cash App, Givelify, Text to Give, or uh, Tithely. But um, listen, um, I pray that that we become more mature in our in our perspective of God, in our relationship with God, in our um, how we relate to God. I just pray that in this series, you guys begin to see God for who he really is and get rid of some bad thinking that we've thought about God and his kingdom. Uh, because, again, a lot of us have had bad things that we thought about God. You know, when we talked the Holy Spirit series, I thought the Holy Spirit was a jerk and dancing around church all the time. And then you read the word you read, and then you read the scriptures and you find out that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not throwing nobody around. <laughs> so proper perspective means everything. Uh and perspective is your reality and how you see it. And our reality should be based on the reality of who God is, not what we've created on our own. And so we are endeavoring in this series to show you who God really is so that we can change our perspective of God so that we can see the true and living God and not all these false gods out here in the earth. Amen. All right. So if you guys would like to give. If you guys would like to give, if you want to give 
via Cash App is dollar sign BJ Piggy Ministries. If you give through Cash App, make sure you put your email address in the for section. I don't, uh, I mean, I can teach you on giving tonight, but I think y'all heard enough word to hear God and obey God tonight uh, concerning giving. If you give via Tithely, you can give with the ACH transaction. You can set up recurring giving. You can pay through credit card, debit card, check, however you want to do it. Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, however you want to do it. Same thing with Givelify. Or if you would like to text give to the number on your screen, uh, 844-952-3394, you can give that way. Listen, uh, as we talk about maturing and as we talk about, yeah, I'm going to just say this. Mature believers give. Mature believers give. And uh, that's a part of our growing process. Giving is a part of our growing process. And so what we should endeavor to do is ask God what he wants us to give and do it and endeavor to obey him. That's it. Um, I pray you guys were blessed by this word tonight. Listen, if y'all were blessed by this word, please share this word with uh, somebody that you think this can be a blessing to. Share this word with somebody who, um, share this word with somebody who has been struggling with understanding God in these day and times. They need to hear that God is a good God. They need to know that they are not far from God. As a matter of fact, God is a very present help. They need to know that uh, they need to be accountable for their actions. They need to know this so that they can have the proper perspective of God. I love y'all. I love y'all so, so, so very much. I appreciate you guys for spending time uh, with me tonight, and I pray you guys come back with me next week. Uh, invite somebody to come back next week if you can. Uh, I, like I said, I believe this series is going to be life changing and I believe that you're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, I think that is it. Uh, I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave.